You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check out our website, praisechapellasvegas.com, to check out some more information about us and see what's going on this month on our events calendar. Lastly, follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Hallelujah. Go ahead and grab a seat this morning. If you were here a couple of weeks ago, I mean, of course, last week was Mother's Day, amen, and had a great time. And um, Pray for my, my wife, and uh, she'll be coming home tonight, amen. She did an awesome job at the women's conference, amen. She tore it up, amen, hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. I was, I so many good reports that I heard, amen, about my wife, amen, and, and so she did a great job, and they were blessed, she was blessed, amen, so she'll be home later on this evening, amen. But a couple of weeks ago, I ministered a two-part series on, of a, a message entitled Breaking the Cycle, Breaking the Cycle, that it's important as disciples and followers of Christ and as Christians to break the cycle of sin, hang-ups, and struggles that we all deal with. In that mini-series, amen, I talked about temptation, amen. Come on, has anyone here ever dealt with temptation? Come on, hallelujah. Maybe you have gone through some temptation. Maybe you're in temptation right now. I don't know. Hello. <laughs> Praise God. You got to understand today that, you know what, we all deal with this, amen. I told you in that series that seven out of ten people deal with temptation and the other three are lying. Hallelujah. Uh, you'll catch it on the way home, amen. Praise the Lord. Meaning that we all deal with it. Come on, come on, say amen. Come on, we all deal with this tempting things that come against us, amen. And today, I want to minister a message entitled, Resisting the Devil. How many know there's a devil coming after you? Come on, you got to learn how to resist this enemy that comes at us, amen. We, we have something that's in opposition. He's coming against your marriage. He's coming against your home. He's coming against your children. He's coming against you, amen. He is the enemy right here, church. What happened in Texas is the devil. Come on, these are things that are happening in the world, and we want to blame everyone else, but no one likes to blame the devil. And so they like to blame God, but they don't blame the devil. And so we have to understand how we can resist this. Let me tell you, temptation of things, even of evil, fall on people. In order for, for evil to be done, amen, the enemy uses people. Just like God uses people. And so we got to understand that sometimes resisting thoughts can come into our minds. And if we're not right and we're not, we don't know how to fight against the enemy, then we can do things that we are going to pay a price for or things that we said, man, I wish I should have not done that. Can somebody say amen? So I want to minister, amen, on resisting the devil. And I think the problem when it comes to temptation lies in our resistance. Come on, somebody. Come on, our text says in James chapter 4, verse 7 to 8, I'm reading out the King James Version, it says this, therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Listen, when it comes to temptation, we tend to focus too much on ourselves. 
Because self is the problem, church. We try to face this head on in our own strength. Thinking, I got this. Thinking, I don't need to call nobody here. I'm going to resist and I'm going to win. Listen, relying on your own strength to secure victory over sin automatically guarantees defeat. Come on, when you think you can handle it on your own, when you think, I don't need to call brother so-and-so, I don't need to call my leadership, I don't need to let nobody know that I'm going through this tempting thought, and we think that we can handle it by, our, handle it by yourself, you're going to lose. Come on, son. See, when you see, when many of us, come on, including myself, there's times that we rationalize. Come on, we try to reason with it, amen. We try to discipline ourselves, and we try to work our way back to holiness, on our own. We think, I, I can handle this. It's not that bad, or, or I got this under control. So we start battling this on our own. And such battling, church, only makes you stay longer in that temptation. This is where you start to procrastinate. We got any procrastinators in the crowd? Amen. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Come on, we start to procrastinate. Amen. Instead of fleeing from it, Come on, we're staying. Hello. Come on. Remember, you got to understand, the longer you battle a tempting thought, more likely, amen, you are going to participate in it and you're going to fulfill it with action. Come on, somebody. Once you're, once you're procrastinating, once you're thinking about, should I, should I not, amen. Once you start to do that, church, let me tell you, the longer you're there, the longer you're most likely you're going to lose. Listen, there is a better way to battle sin than trying to reason with yourself whether or not should I do it or should I not. See, when you start to reason with self, sin will position itself at that moment. And you will crack the door to temptation, and that is all Satan needs and his demonic forces to come in. Come on, don't open the door, church. So many times temptation comes knocking. Come on, if I came knocking at your door, none of you will open the door. You'll say, who is it? Come on, right? We don't want to open the door. Some of you guys just hide. So why is it when temptation comes knocking, we kind of open it? Hey, what's up? Come on, we, we shouldn't open the door when temptation's knocking at our door. Amen. We should yell from outside, who is it? I don't want anything. But we open the door. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on. When the seventh day of Venice come knocking at your door, you're hiding. Nobody's opening the door to nobody. No one opens the door to nobody today. Yet as we as Christians, we open that door every time temptation calls your name. I remember one, one time in a story, my, my daughter, when she was at home and she was a teenager, she was talking to, to somebody at the door, amen, and there was just a little crack. A little crack as she's talking to this person, and that's all Peanut needed when the mailman was coming around. That, that, he smelled that mailman in the back room. All he needed was that little crack. He ran out and whoof, ran out and bit him, my little dog. And from there, I've been banned from mail being delivered to my house. Amen. I had to get a P.O. box, amen, after that. I didn't even know what happened, amen. But see, that's all the devil needs is a little crack. You open the door just a little. You start talking to it. You start negotiating it. You start that thing. That's all he needs. Let me tell you, you give the devil an inch, he will take a yard, church. 
Ephesians chapter 4.27 says, don't give the devil a foothold. You give the devil a foothold, he'll make it a stronghold. Did you get that? You give the devil a foothold, he will make it a stronghold in your life. See, once you give him that foothold, demonic beings start debating with you. They present the supposed benefits of the sin, saying you deserve it. You know what? It won't take you to hell. You know, it'll, it'll feel so, so good. Come on. You, you know you want to. You can really fill in the blank when it comes to you because you know what temptation, your temptation talks to you about. Come on, don't look at me at innocent. Come on. See, all of us have different tempting thoughts. My temptation might not be like your temptation. Come on, but he knows exactly how to talk to you. He knows exactly what you want, what you need. He speaks your language. He agrees with you. He, he reasons with you. He, he, he makes you feel like, you know what, this is a good thing. And so he'll, he'll come in and he'll start to fill in. You can fill in the blank what he says to you. And when you start to listen to that, you start to weigh the pros and cons. Come on, you ever start weigh that? Should I, should I not? Maybe, maybe not. Come on. Woo, there's one. Come on, we start weighing those things. We start weighing the positives and the negatives. We start weighing, uh, is it really worth it, amen? Uh, is it, you know, is it really, really worth it to do this, amen? We start to weigh these things. When you're weighing pros and cons of sin in your mind, you're actually imagining the, pre the pleasure of that sin. Come on, if you're, if you're weighing it out, man, you're thinking about it. You're thinking about maybe it's good. So you're looking at that sin. You're imagining yourself doing that sin, amen. And then you shake your head all of a sudden, what am I doing? Come on, you, you start to consider, man, I'm holy, I'm holy, I'm not, I'm a man of God, I'm a man, I'm a, man, a woman of God. You start thinking the, the, the opposite. So this battling starts to happen inside of you, amen, that continues to nag at you. And so there's the battle, amen, going on. It's like the devil's on the one side and Jesus on the other shoulder saying, don't do it, do it, do it, don't do it, do it. You seen the cartoon with the devil and the angel? Come on, that happens to all of us. We laugh at that, amen, but when we start to, start, start to weigh the pros and cons of should we sin or should we do this or should we not do this, amen, they come upon us and they're speaking into our minds, amen. We're listening to Christ. We're listening to the enemy, amen. And it starts to weigh this inner battle inside of us. And when you, when you start to go back and forth in this, guys, most people fall into sinful action. You might be genuine in this battle to convince yourself, listen, church, of choosing holiness. You might battle inside this thought and say, you know what, I can't do that. I'm a man of God. I'm a leader. I'm this or I'm that or whatever it is, amen. I love Jesus. And you start to battle this. But the longer you stay there, church, your resistance will wear you down. Come on, somebody. And sin itself will gradually dominate your thoughts as you, the will, even for the pleasure of that sin, you'll start to take over and you'll give into it. Hashtag truth. Come on, that's the truth. If you stay there thinking about that, you stay there staring at it, you stay there looking at whatever it is, guys, the more you stay there, the more you're going to give in. 
And the more it is that people fall into sin. This is why demonic beings love a good debate. At the moment, you're being tempted. Because they're like salesmen. Come on. They come knocking at your door, man. They're selling you things. They're answering your objection with convincing counterpoints, amen. Come on. They, they know what you want, amen. They know what you want. They know what you like. And they pressure you into it. You may say here, well, pastor, I don't buy anything. Come on. I'm too strong. I'm, I'm all right, amen. Every time they come, man, I say, no, I, you know, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't give in to it. And you may win some battles, church, amen, but unless you really shut the door on temptation, amen, it will come back, amen. Temptation will always keep knocking at your door, church, because he knows or, or it knows that you're thinking about it. Come on, now. it's like telling temptation, nah, 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 not today. And then you say, okay, I'll, uh, I'll come back another day. Because he watches you. He watches you when you're going through struggle. He watches you when you're going through a situation. He watches your body movement. He, watch he don't know your thoughts, but he knows your actions. He knows your talk. He knows your demeanor. He knows when your face changes. And he says, you know what this girl needs? What this guy needs is this. Come on. Don't, don't you know that the, the, the temptation things that you deal with is always the same thing? And it's always after this happens or that happens, come on, it's a cycle. Come on, he, he identifies that with you, amen, because he studies you. He knows you, amen. He knows you. There's a demon assignment just to you saying, study her. Let her know. Let her know the lies. And, and, and this is what you push on her. This is what you push on him. So there's always there. And then the thing is, man, we fall for it again and again and again. We say, man, every time I go through this moment, I do this. Come on, somebody say amen. What we need to do as Christians is, you know what, we need to slam the door. If you cracked it open to temptation, slam the door in its face and say, not today, devil. Not tomorrow, devil. Never, never, never. Don't come knocking at my door because I'm not buying it no more. You got you to gotta, you gotta confront it. Come on, you got to tell, no way, I'm not doing this no more. I'm not going to hurt my marriage no more. I'm not going to hurt myself no more. you got to understand that sin is very selfish. And you think it's just affecting you? No, it's affecting your whole family. And we don't picture that when it's reasoning with us. Because they say, yeah, I deserve this. Yeah, it's going to make me feel good. And we're not thinking about God. You're not thinking about your spouse. You're not thinking about your children. You're not thinking about your coworkers who you're preaching to. You're not thinking about nothing, but you're being very, very selfish. You have to learn to resist, church. The problem lies in our resistance. But it only comes, as our text says, as you submit to God. You have to come under his power, and you need to call upon the Lord, amen, when you're going through these thoughts. And this only comes through humility, church. See, the scripture before that text that I read in James chapter 4, verse 7 and verse 4, 6 says this. But he gives grace. He gives a more grace. That's why the scripture said, God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Then it goes on to say, therefore submit to God. 
See, humility has to come first. You need to humble yourself and say, God, I'm feeling weak right now. God, I'm having a tempting thought right now. I'm entertaining something that I shouldn't be entertaining, God. God, I need to humble myself under you, God, because, God, I need your strength. I need to submit under you. You are my God. You are my everything, Lord. Forgive me for this thought, Lord. I humble myself. I'm going through a hard time right now. Humility. See, how can we as believers successfully battle temptation? Well, Jesus showed us in Matthew chapter 6, 13 through the Lord's prayer. It's really not his prayer. It's our prayer for how we should pray. Come on. If, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 says, pray like this. He goes on to tell you how to pray. But verse 13 says, Jesus prayed, and lead us not into what? Temptation, but deliver us from evil. Come on, he says, lead us not into temptation. Notice he did not say pray like this. Give me strength when I put myself in a tempting situation. Come on, Lord, give me strength when I go into that strip joint to witness to the dancers. God, he doesn't say give me strength, Lord, when I go into that party where they're going to be drinking, Lord. No, he does not say that. He says you should pray like this. Lead me not into temptation. Well, they need salvation, Pastor. I need to go minister to them. They, they fell upon my heart. Shut up, Cochino. Yeah. Well, send your wife. You stay home with the kids. Come on, he, he says, lead me not into temptation. Don't, don't pray, God, I'm going to be going to this party. They invited me. Uh, I need your strength to, because I know I'm going to be tempted in so many ways. Lord, give me strength, Lord. No. That's not what he said to pray. And I know that there are going to be times where temptation surprises us. You ever been surprised by temptation? But the Bible is very clear on temptation, and it's pretty clear. It has one policy, and that is to flee from it. Now, when it comes, you need to flee. You got to understand you can't stand there. You can't look at it. You can't think about it. You can't negotiate with it. You are to run from it. See, our problem lies in our resistance. We stay there talking to it. Well, what else you got to say? That sounds pretty good, but what else you got? You see, once you give them your, your thought, your attention, you're done. You are done. The enemy knows exactly the right words to say to each one of you when he's presenting something to you. What do you do with the apple with, or the fruit with Eve? Don't you desire this? Don't you want to know be like God? Don't you want to know the difference between good and evil? Uh-huh, yeah, mm hmm Man, the day that when you taste it, you're going to know the difference, girl. He's been holding out on you. You know you're right. Give me some. <laughs> Whatever it is, give me some. Want to do this? Yeah, give me some. I'll take some. See, we, we, don't, we don't realize what we say. And sometimes you may not say verbally, but you're in your mind. Yeah, give me some. I'll take some. You're right. It's been hard. I deserve a break today. You know what? I've been good and clean for X amount of time. I deserve it. Just like my friends at work, you know, hey, all right, man, 
you've been clean for 23 years. You, don't, don't you want to just have a beer and just celebrate your, you know, you've been sober? <laughs> I said, get out, get behind me, Satan. I said, get out of here. What are you talking about? Celebrate. Yeah, listen, we're going to celebrate. We're going to go to the bar and celebrate. Art's been clean for 23 years. Woo! Come on. And I grab a beer and say, yeah, 23 years. Come on, guys. Cheers. And that's all I need. That one drink turns to other drinks. That one drink turns to other celebrations. Oh, I can celebrate. It's my birthday now. It's this. is that. Come on. Do you understand what I'm talking about, church? The enemy comes and he sells it to you. Amen. Let me tell you, I'm not, taking, I'm not telling you that one drink's going to take me to hell. But I'm not going back there. I'm not going to give the devil, amen, anything, amen. I'm not going to give him a foothold or nothing. I'm going to stand because God delivered me, amen. I don't need that, amen. I don't want that, amen. I got all I need and Jesus is all I need. Come on, I want to get drunk in the Holy Ghost. I come to church, amen. Come on, I read the word, amen. I do something that's going to make me get high and love God more, amen. That's why high. Come on, you got some Jesus rolled up in that? I'll smoke it. And don't be calling that stuff Jesus either, amen, if it's not. Holy Ghost, church. Be going to a dispensary and say, you got any Jesus here? <laughs> Pastor said, I can smoke that. <laughs> Come on. Some of you guys, I know you go try to find Jesus out there. Somebody's going to name it Jesus one of these days and think it's okay. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, you live in transition, says this. Temptation in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. Somebody say, God's faithful. Come on, he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so you can endure. The Amplified puts it like this. No temptation, regardless of its source, has overtaken or enticed you that is not common to human experience. Nor is it any temptation unusual or beyond human resistance. But God is faithful to his word. He is compassionate and trustworthy, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability to resist. But along with the temptation, he, God speaking here, has put in the past and now and, uh, and will always provide a way out as well so that you'll be able to endure it without yielding and without overcoming and, and will overcome temptation with joy. Come on, hallelujah. See, God says, you know what, whatever comes your way, you can handle. See, Paul here is encouraging the church of Corinth, amen, the Corinthians about temptation. And he reminds them that temptation happens to everyone. So, so single out, knocking on you, or the devil, he picks on every. And he goes on to say, others have resisted the same temptation that you have going through. So if they overcame, guess what? You can do it too. Any temptation can be resisted, church, because God will show way out each every time. He is temptation by help recognizing those people and those situations that you give into or give you trouble. Man, when people of certain 
certain characteristics follow them, there's temptation. I want to say something to that person. But, man, I, I take off. I recognize, you know, I, I, I got to get out of this room because I'm going to say something. I don't, I don't want to say amen. Well, actually, I want to say it, but I shouldn't say it. So I'm going to take myself out. See, you, you got to understand, oh, this, this is familiar. This is a familiar feeling here. You know what? Every time this happens, I know temptation is going to knock at my door. So, you know, I need, I need to get ready. You got you to understand. See, God's telling you, the Holy Spirit's telling you, you know what? This is that feeling again. Watch it. Here it comes. It's going to come. It's gonna... Boom. There it is. He's helping you. Say, you know what? This is what happened. You got to overcome. Don't let this feeling and this emotion overwhelm you. God will show you a way out. You do it by running from anything you know is wrong and choosing to do what is only right, church. Not what you think is right, but what is the righteous thing to do. Because let me tell you, your right and God's right are totally different. Come on, it may be right in your eyes, but that's not what God wants. God is righteous. There is a, this is where we humble ourselves, church. This is where we submit to the Lord and we pray for God's help. Come on, do we do that when we're getting tempted? Do we get on our knees, amen, and say, man, I'm about to do something. God, I need your help right here, right now, Lord. These moments, these feelings are coming over me. God, I humble myself before you. God, I need your Lord. I, I need you in my life right here. I submit myself. See, when we start to do something like that in our life, church, let me tell you, there will be more victory in that than you, you talking about it. By you not doing this, you've got to get on your knees. You've got to humble yourself. You've got to submit yourself to the Lord saying, God, I need you. And when you say that, he always comes up. He always shows up. He doesn't say that, well, I'm going to let him, I'm gonna let him squirm a little bit more. Yeah, come on, play. Come on, I need you to be more desperate. Come on, come on. Come on. No, he's, he, man, Jesus, what? What do you want? Even when you say, Jay, he already knows what you're going to say. Boom, he's right there. No, don't start calling him Jay. But you just say, he already knows you're going to say Jesus. He's right there. He never leaves you hanging. See, we don't call on Jesus because we don't want him to show up. You want to just stay, you want to negotiate, and you want to just make up your own mind to do your own thing instead of saying, Jesus, I need you. I'm right here, son. I'm right here, daughter. What is it you need? He starts kicking devils. He starts beating up people, demons, boom, boom. Man, when he shows up, everyone splits because they can't stand in the same place. They cannot be in the same place. If he's there, they tremble, they move, they, 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 they flee. You got to seek friends who love God that can offer you help when you're being tempted. And sometimes, church, you've got to physically run from it. You just got to run from it. You got to get in your car. You got to just take off. You can't stay there. Running from temptation, come on, a tempting situation, amen, is the first step to, to victory. 2 Timothy chapter 2, 22 says, run from anything that stimulates your useful lust. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace, and join the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Getting bad thoughts, run from it. Got things that are starting to stir in your minds, run from it. It says run from those things, those things that, that God delivered you 
those things that are in your life, those lusts in your life, amen. Instead, pursue righteousness, faithfulness, love, amen. Get around brothers and sisters that can help you during that tempting time. Get there and get some help. Get a phone call. Hey, bro, I need to meet up with you. Sis, can, you, can, I, can I meet you here for some coffee? I, I need some help. See, running away sometimes seems cowardly. But wise people realize that removing themselves from physically from temptation can, can be the most courageous action that you can take. There are times that I had to physically run from temptation. I mean, I ran, I ran. I seen it, boom, I booked. I got, come on. Am I talking to anybody? Come on. There's, there's times I physically ran. Man, I, where'd he go? I'm running, I'm hiding. I'm calling. I'm calling God, God, help me. I, I, I didn't stay there. I didn't look at it. I didn't negotiate. I seen it, it scared, I ran. I said, uh-uh, if I stay here any longer, man, things are going to pop inside this mind. I'm out of here. Church, you, when you flee from, it, from temptation regularly, resisting sin becomes part of your life. It's like having an autopilot on. You automatically say no, 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 no. You humble yourself. You submit. You run. It becomes part of your life. It becomes part of your character, amen. But you gotta, you got to continue to submit yourself. you got to continue to be humble before God, amen. This is God, I need you. I need you. I need you. I need him, yes, I need him more today than yesterday, amen. You always got to call upon God. Every morning you wake up, God, I need you today. God, I need you to help me through. Uh, whatever comes my way, Lord, you pave a way out, amen. If temptation comes knocking, I'm not seeking for it. But if it shows up, you, you help me get it. Get out. You have an escape plan for me, God, each and every time, Lord. Help me, Lord, that I don't fall upon that. Help me not to do that. See, it becomes an automatic pilot that says no. And it becomes natural. And it becomes well-developed in our Christian walk, church. That's why I say when, go drink to salvate. No. Why am I going to do that? I don't need to prove nothing to nobody. I'm delivered. I'm set free. I don't need it. And I don't need to celebrate it. He's done too much. Come on, has he done too much? See, the devil wants you to sell out for one night of pleasure. Because if he can get one night inside of you, he got you. Unless you cut it off. Unless you said no. Unless you repent and say, God, why did I do that? God, I need you back in my life. And God's always there graciously to say, I forgive you. And when it comes knocking, I said, no. Get out. Some of you guys got to yell it out physically. No! Oh, what's she doing? Another tempting thought came to them. <laughs> She'll be all right. He'll be all right. Church, it's in your resistance. Listen, it's in your resistance, not in your confrontation. Resistance is the key to overcoming sin. We're supposed to flee from temptation, not hang out with it, not argue with it, not debate with it. You got to understand, church, your willpower will take you so far. And it will lose its strength over time. 
Come on, you can say you got this, but God has a way out for you. God doesn't give you a, a battle. God gives you a way out. When temptation comes, he didn't say, okay, let's see my son and daughter battle right here. No, no. He's saying the exit is right here. See that exit sign? When temptation comes, that light just shines. Oh, that's the exit. Later. Or don't even say later. Don't, don't even talk to it. Just bail. He always gives you a way out, church. He doesn't want you to stay there and say, okay, I'm going to see. I'm going to prove how, how tough he is. I'm going to prove how tough she is. No, no. He don't want you to battle over temptation. He knows us. We're going to lose if we stay there. He'll turn on the exit sign and says, leave now. It's like a fire drill. <laughs> get out. You're, de- you're, 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 you're dealing with fire here. You're going to get burned. Get out. Now. Some of us, you need, need a kick, amen. Hallelujah. But he doesn't kick us. He just says, he just, he's a gentleman and says, come on, son. Come on. It's not worth it. Come on. Is it really worth it? I mean, you think about it. Is it really worth it? Is it really worth it, amen, to just give in to, to something that you have had a victory over? Is it really worth it, amen, to say, you know what, you know what, I deserve, is it really worth it to say, go back to the vomit? Just like the Bible says, it's like a dog returning to its vomit when we go back to sin. Is it really worth it? Come on, is it really that good, church? Chewing on some stuff from the past? Chewing on, amen, that old hangover? Chewing on that old, old stuff, is it really worth it? Sorry I had to put it like that, but come on, that's what God says. It's like, that's how it is. That's how sin is. Is it really worth it? Yet we stay there and entertain it. Yet we stay there and say, well, can you put it in a burrito? <laughs> Maybe it'll look better in a burrito. <laughs> Instead of vomit. <laughs> For some of you guys, you need to picture that in order to understand it. See, when it comes to temptation, the Holy Spirit's job is to get you out of battle. He's the one pointing to you. like to hide on our heart, those places that we think he's not there. But then he finds you. Why? Because he leaves the 99 for the one. And he comes and he goes. Because you know some of us, we like to negotiate with God. Well, God, it was her. Shut up, boy. Get with her. Get out. Church, his job is to get us out of battle. We develop our resistance. Amen. When we develop that, amen, and our resistance, amen, we start to learn how to run. We know how to, we start to draw close to God. Therefore, drawing near to God, not exercising willpower, let me tell you, is the key to freedom. Drawing near to God and not exercising willpower 
is the key to freedom, church. James chapter 4, our text, 7 through 10 says this. New Living Translation says, so, there, so humble yourself before God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. For your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up in honor. How do we come close to God? Well, James chapter 4 gives us the answer here. James gives us five quick ways how we can draw close to God. And I'm going to give you those five real quickly. First, we've got to understand we've got to humble ourselves before God. Come on. And then we've got to resist the devil and don't let him entice you. Third is to wash your hands and purify your hearts. In other words, live clean and stay away from sin. And let there be sorrow, a deep regret for your sins, a, a grief for what you've done. If you fall, amen, there has to be some kind of grief. There has to be, man, I messed up. There has to be some kind of sorrow. And when you feel like that, amen, then you got to humble yourself before the Lord. And he says, I'll lift you up and give you honor. In other words, he will reinstate you and forgive you. This is how we can draw close to God, church. So don't let sin separate you from God. Let it draw close to God. If we fall, church, just get up and go to the Lord, call on God. See, there's times that we fall and we stay there. And thinking, oh, he's not going to talk to me. He's, gonna, he's mad at me. No, that's what the devil wants you to know. That's what the devil's telling you. No, when you mess up, man, the Holy Spirit, there's, there's that conviction. <laughs> man, if you have no conviction, you've you got to get some Holy Spirit inside you, man. But the Holy Spirit conviction, like, oh. Then there's the devil real quick. No, 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 don't do that. Don't go to the altar. Don't do this. Don't do that. No, man, I'm... I'm I feel jacked up. You ever feel jacked up over doing something wrong? Thinking something wrong? Come on. It's even in thought, church. It's in thought. Even the Bible says, amen, even if you look upon the woman with lust, you already committed it. Come on, it's a thought. we got to erase even those thoughts that come into our minds. And say, God, forgive me. God, I, I don't feel good. I, I feel dirty. I feel, I feel, you know, I feel away from you. God, forgive me. And the, those things, you gotta, you got to feel that. The Holy Spirit lets you feel that. In order for you to draw towards him. There has to be a regret in our spirit, church. But then he comes, he says, humble yourself and I'll honor you. I'll forgive you. Let me tell you, every time you come to God and ask for forgiveness, he'll give it to you. Come on. If you truly are, are regretful for what you did and you really truly feel bad, God will always forgive you. See, a lot of people come to the altar because they got their hand, they got busted with their hand in the cookie jar. They say, oh, I got to go to the altar because they're expecting me. <laughs> but we're really not regretful or have any remorse or have any grief. Let's get to the altar, church. Let's fight this, this battle of sin. Let's fight it by resisting him. He's the one that wants to take you out, church. God wants to give you honor. He wants to bring defeat. His job is to kill, steal, and destroy, and that's what he does that. He does a great job at that. But if 
we can learn how to resist the devil. If we can learn that, guys, and practice on our resistance by humility and submission and confession, let me tell you, we'll get stronger and stronger, and it'll be part of our life. We're going to need it in the last days, church, because this guy right here is working overtime. He worked overtime in Santa Fe, Texas this, week, this past week. He's working overtime in the world right now, church. He's working in churches. He's working on those that are double-minded. He's working on those that are playing the fence, thinking they can have both worlds. And you're going to come up short, church. You've got to understand who the enemy is. It's not your spouse. It's not the person next to you. It's not the person behind you. It's not flesh and blood. Come on, it's the devil. It's principalities. It's evil forces that are coming against us, church. That's who you got to fight. Don't get mad at, the, at your husband. Don't get mad at your wife. Get mad at this person. And put, give, 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 him, give him what he deserves. You did this. Not God, you. I did this. Take ownership. I made the mistake. Not God, I chose this. Don't blame God for your mistakes, your sicknesses, or anything. Come on. God is always there for you. He's the blame. And when we listen to him then you're the blame. It's time as I close today, PCLV, to resist the devil. As we resist, church, and as we draw close to God, let me tell you, the closer you get to him, the more you're going to hear his voice. This is what God's calling the church right now. I want you to draw near to me because I want you to hear what I need to say. See, a lot of us were serving God from a distance. What is it? What, God? What? Huh? I, I didn't hear that. Did you hear that? Uh, I didn't hear it. He wants to draw closer. See, a lot of us don't want to draw close because then he starts to tell you what you need to do. But let me tell you, if you really want to live, you better be close enough to hear what he's telling you. Because he's not doing it for his own benefit. He's not doing it. He's doing it for you loves you. And he says, come here. We can hear his voice even in the times of darkness that surrounds us, church. Hear the voice of God because you know how to draw near him. You can't hear him from a distance, church. You can't even hear him just by showing up to church. It's all about your relationship with God. Church, we, we, we really need to understand who are you going to serve today? I don't want to.